Radio Veritas. Good afternoon, everybody. It is eight minutes past four in the afternoon, and I greet and welcome you. You might be on your way home. You might be doing a thousand things, but for the next while, stay with us on Radio Veritas and uh, Changing Gear. Uh, In the program this afternoon... uh, yeah, I am delighted to have brought with me Father Makata from the uh, Diocese of Pretoria, who is working with the youth, both on the Central Committee organizing the Mini World Youth and also on the local church level. And also I brought with him two of the youth leaders from the Archdiocese who have done so much uh, in uh, helping the youth to reflect on the questions sent out by Rome last year and coordinating them. That will be part of the program today. And And I do think you'll find it very interesting listening to the report back of how our our young people feel about life and about uh, what the church is doing for them and what the church is not doing for them. You know, as usual, I'll speak uh, about theological subject today. As you know, we're moving through the Ten Commandments and I'm on the second commandment, keeping holy the name of the Lord. I also want to look, as people have requested, at next Sunday's Gospel, which speaks about the wheat and the and the weeds and the darnel. And then I want to make some comments on the report that came out, the government report, on trying to legislate for religion and what would be our response to that. So welcome to the programme. Uh, just a few points that I usually make at the beginning of the programme. Uh, I'm delighted to be with you. Uh, over the la- I was not with you last Thursday because I was at St. John Vianney Seminary. You know, every few years, all the religious superiors, meaning the provincials, we'll call them, and regional superiors of the sisters and men's uh, congregations, be they OMIs or Dominicans or Jesuits, they all meet uh, every few years, uh, and the bishops join them every third year to discuss. This time we were discussing evangelization, how to work better to present the gospel, to present Jesus to our people. I had a great joy in the last few weeks of meeting all the altar servers of the archdiocese uh, for their winter camp and uh, organized by Father Mole and his team, Father Herman Mole. And again, it was a beautiful and joyful celebration. Uh, the young people love being together. They are not alone, perhaps, in their parishes. They're just a small group. But when they all come together, there was perhaps 500 uh, there together. And it was a joyful, as young people will always make any occasion. Uh, just to tell you that if you want to find, you know, the address or phone number of priests or parishes in the Archdiocese of Swanee, you can go, you can Google it now. There is the directory, that is the the, the, the telephone directory, if you like, and uh, the, the, uh, of our Archdiocese. You can find it under archdiceseofpretoria.org.za. So the directory of the Archdiocese with all the particulars, the people responsible for parishes, and various departments of the Archdiocese, you can find them there. Last weekend, I had a beautiful parish day at Laudium, Father Alban and that excellent community there, a parish day of celebration, bringing all the people together, young and old. We participated, of course, in prayer, but also not only in feasting, but in games, bringing everybody together to know each other ever more. And last Sunday at Macapanstad, uh, we had confirmation, a great number of people, 
uh, were there and a very joyful celebration. Uh, this coming weekend now on Saturday, I will be at Odi at the prison uh, with Sister Rita Carey and visiting the prison and speaking to the people there. And on Sunday, of course, I will, uh, or Saturday afternoon, I will be in Denilton for confirmation. Morning, Odi, afternoon, Denilton for confirmation. And on Sunday, confirmation in Mamalodi at St. Mary's. Uh, these are the events. This morning I met for a long time uh, the ecumenical group coming from quite a number of churches where we discussed together some of the issues facing the city, uh, some of the issues that, you know, that we you know, need to reflect upon to deepen our faith. You know, how, in, in other words, do we help ourselves, all, all Christian people, to see our religion not only as a private responsibility, you know, I mean, about saving my own personal soul, but, I mean, the role of religion in public life. You know, I am not only an individual person, but I am a citizen. I am a person maybe in working in some important aspect of public life. And where is my faith when it comes to that? So it was a very, very good discussion as we hope more and more to engage all our churches in celebrating our common Christian unity. Uh, so uh, with these words, we'll listen now to the first uh, piece of music, which uh, the great producer here in Tatitatu assures me is a real hit. It's Umkosi and it's St. Michael's Choral Singers. You've just been listening to Umkosi, the Meadowlands Choir. Congratulations on that beautiful singing of a rendering of that hymn, Umkosi. Thank you. Uh, now, uh, look, it's a great joy for me to uh, speak to you and have with me some of the uh, wonderful young people of Tswane Pretoria. Uh, they are known to all the young people because they are very involved already, both on the diocesan level and on the deanery and regional level. Um, as you know, earlier in this year and often on this program, I have uh, spoken and encouraged all our parishes and our, all our youth groups to take up the questions that came out from Rome. These questions are meant to be a preparation for the Synod, which will take place next year, in which the bishops of the world, in consultation with the youth themselves, will discuss, you know, youth and the church. What can the church do for youth? Where are we failing youth? How can we help more? Uh, now, however, uh, this is a wonderful opportunity for us because uh, in the Archdiocese, to the work of this great team who is with me this, this afternoon, a lot of young people have been involved and on the deanery level they have been involved in discussing these questions. And this afternoon we will talk a little bit about the report back which has been put together by our team today who are now uh, invite to uh, to introduce themselves. Uh, on my left here is Father Makat. Yeah, just say a few words. Thank you so much, Archbishop, for giving us this opportunity. And I would like to thank the staff of Radio Feritas for inviting us to share our faith in our own in our archdiocese. I'm Father Benedict Machada, Estig Martin, also working as a youth chaplain of Archdiocese of Pretoria. Ben, thank you very much, Father Machada. On my right here first is Gladness. Gladness, you will. Uh, you're well known to all the youth, but the older people may not know you, so introduce yourself to them. Thank you very much, His Grace. Uh, good afternoon to all the listeners. My name is Gladness Mashubuka. I'm from St. Daniel Company Parish in Mahube Valley, Mamilodi, under Eastern Deanery. 
and I'm the one heading the social outreach and community life uh, desk in the Pretoria cluster. Thank you. And then on, on my farther right here is Faith. Faith also has done tremendous work on uh, even on the national level, you know, helping to coordinate some of the responses. Faith, tell us who you are. Thank you so much. My name is Faith Baloi. I'm from the Cathedral of the Secretary in Pretoria. I'm part of the cluster as the General Secretary. And today we are here to talk about the Synod Questionnaire, which was sent out from Rome, whereby the young people were given an opportunity to interact with the church on how they feel when it comes to how church relates to the young people. It's wonderful how our young people are able to, you know, take part in these very important discussions and express themselves so well. So before going into the questions and how the youth have responded to the questions sent out to Rome, let me go back to Father Benedict, Father Makata, and uh, just perhaps, because you're on the organizing committee with uh, uh, Bishop Ziuba and Cardinal and the Central Committee in Durban, uh, organizing the Mini World Youth uh, Day in December this year. Perhaps, where are you with the plans, Ben? I would like to thank the people, especially young people, for their own participation and being hungry to know more about Catholic faith. So far, the preparations are on. Almost each and every month, there is a committee that is meeting in Deben in preparation for Mini World Youth Day, which is going to be in Deben. As I said, the preparations are going on very well. And this coming weekend, or starting from Sunday, we'll be going to, we'll be driving to Deben, also to discuss and to see where we still need to improve and the, the things that are more needed uh, during that day of Minimal Youth Day. But I would like to talk more on the issue of Minimal Youth Day in the Archdiocese of Pretoria, where the preparations are fully also started and we are expecting more than 500 youth from Archdiocese of Pretoria to go to, go to Deben. And there is a good preparation. How did we arrange it? There is a good collaboration between the chaplains and the adult supporting body and the youth committee. And we meet al almost every month and to discuss about the uh, Meanwhile the Youth Day. And um, on the third uh, until the 10th of December, the, the youth of Archdiocese of Pretoria will be participating in the Meanwhile Youth Day, as I said. Also, which has been arranged by SACBC in Natal, in Devon. This event is aimed at equipping our young people to, uh, to, to learn more about the Catholic faith. And also it is a powerful tool to evangelize to young people and to engage them to share their faith and learn from each other. And uh, this preparation, we, of course, it needs more finances as we have been busy doing some fundraising. And uh, we hope to get something like 1.5 million so that uh, all 500 people and more than that, if they can go to, to Devon. And uh, many people are busy asking what is going to happen in Devon for these five days. And uh, there are two days that they are going to be spent in the, in the dioceses, dioceses of Eshaw, where Marion Hill, Devon. And uh, young people, they are, very, they are very happy to go for this mission because it will be a mission week and also to engage themselves with other families that uh, will be hosting them. And uh, in the dioceses of Pretoria, as we are eager to go there, we are already, already busy with the registrations. And uh, I want to make it clear that the registrations, they start from the parish level, whereby each and every young people, they will be registered in there, in the, in the, in the parishes. And by the end of September is the deadline that will be sending money and the list of the people will be going to Devon, as we have agreed earlier. And we are also humbly asking for the donations 
because among the young people who are very committed in the Archdiocese of Pretoria, most of them, they have a challenge of finances. So we are humbly asking if we can have good people of goodwill to assist us so that we can have a good number of these young people who are hungry for the word and knowledge and the faith of the Catholic Church. But in all in all, so far, everything is going on well at in Devon, and people are, are eager to go, and we are expecting and we are praying for that, that things goes well. Father McCartan, thank you very, very much for that clear exposition and where we are in the preparations. And, you know, I'm so happy about the preparations because, you know, preparation is half the event. In other words, you know, if you go there, you know, having reflected and having gone there with a focus, having gone there to celebrate your faith and to meet young people from all over the country, you will surely benefit and enjoy it and contribute enormously to it. So thank you very much for the work that has been done already, Father Makata. And now, so uh, we move back then to the questions that I said earlier. These ultimately come from the Vatican. (laughs) Sometimes like Vatican questions, they are a bit complicated, uh, but the youth unravel them. And uh, Gladness here, Mashabuka beside me, uh, did a lot of work then. When all the, 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 uh, tell us, Gladness, how did you go about uh, getting the responses and getting the people to discuss? Well, indeed, it was not that easy, but uh, thank you very much to the cooperation of young people in the parishes together with um, their parish priest and some youth leaders at junior level because that's where most of the questions we managed to gather them. Um, we formed some focus groups. We had uh, whereby youth were having some junior events where we, they were given questions of this, you know, to look at them and answer them. And from there, that's how we collected them to an extent that we even they got yeah. to us. What, uh, Atlantis, what was the aim of the questionnaire? Then, then, you know, you know, having reviewed it, what was the aim of it? Firstly, maybe I should start by saying um, this uh, synod is focused on the theme of young people, the faith and vocational discernment. So basically the aim was to accompany the young people on the journey of mat- to maturity so that through the process of discernment, they may discover their plan for life and, of course, realize it, realize it with joy. Um, it, it was also uh, meant to open up to the encounter with God and with human beings and actively participating in the life of the church and the society at large. Thanks very, very much. So it was a question that covered a whole area of ground, inviting young people to reflect on something, because I think reflection is one of the things that that can be missing in modern life. Life is so fast that we don't have time to reflect. So certainly it was a very broad and deep question. Uh, Faith, then now, uh, in what manner then uh, does or can the church listen to the real life of young people? You know, old people like me and or the older generation, <laughs> you know, it's a new world now, Faith. And uh, so, so what way can we better listen to the real life of young people as they experience it today? Thank you so much. Maybe the first thing that we need to understand will be what are the real life situations of the young people? As young people, we experience a lot of life situation whereby we need sense of belonging. And then one of the problems that I have or one of the issues that the young people have is that the church doesn't really cover the young people. The young people are not feeling the sense of belonging in the church, whereby the young people today, we, run, we want to be entertained, but we don't find such 
uh, situations in the church. In the church, I feel like we're not really recognized as the young people. The elder people are recognized, but the young people, we are not recognized. So if the church do a lot of recognition in the terms of the youth, whereby they give the youth opportunities to also be seen, and then they can also express themselves. Yes, thank you very much. So therefore, a sense of belonging. Are you saying that it's not adequate yet? Yes. But the old, older people, you know, do feel they belong to sodalities. They're long since in the church. They're well known. The liturgy is centered around them. They, if you like, dominate in the good sense of the word. They lead the liturgy in that. And the youth uh, are still waiting for to be welcomed in. Is that right? Yes. Thank you very, very much. Uh, so then, uh, going back to you, Gladness, now, uh, among the other sort of questions that would arise in this area would be, uh, would be what are the challenges and the opportunities, you know, uh, for young people vis-à-vis -vis the church today? Um, first of all, let me start with the opportunities. I think it's, it's very interesting as when you look at the opportunities that young people show that they are having uh, within the church, they are way lesser as compared to the challenges that young people are having. Um, in terms of opportunities, we have, as, as uh, the Archdiocese and our parishes, we do organize our leadership trainings. We have programs like EFL. We have career guidance and skills development. These are some of the opportunities that young people can really make use of them um, since they will, like somehow they will try, um, they will, they are not just focusing on one area of their life, but then they will, like, if you can look at uh, leadership training, it's, for, it's touching the moral formation of a, of a young person's life. Um, you look at career guidance, we are touching the intellectual formation part. So these are the opportunities that one can say they're very limited to us as young people, looking at the challenges that as young people we're having. Among the challenges, um, we are, something like poverty came up. To say um, poverty as well as uh, lack of sports facility in a way. I'll say poverty, hunger, lack of formation, of information to young people and lack of basic youth facilities like uh, ground to exercise or I can say uh, play sports, um, libraries and community halls. These are some of the things that the youth are lacking and these are the things that pushes the youth to explore alcohol and drugs as a means of entertainment. As, um, as I've mentioned, alcohol and drug abuse is also among the challenges that the youth we are facing. Teenage pregnancy is also there. Um, also the issue of divorce and family issues whereby we grow up in families where there's an absence of a father figure. This really affects us as young people. We have the issue of unemployment, which is really devastating to our youth. Most of our young people, they go to universities, they get their degrees, their qualification, but at the end of the day, they're still unemployed. And the other one, it came both whereby entrepreneurship as a way of an opportunity that is out there for young people to sort of enhance their, their, their skills. But also it was a challenge to say that as much as entrepreneurship is considered as a solution in a massive unemployment, however, the viability of this is questionable. Um, the entrepreneurship level is alarming at very low stage, um, particularly among young people whereby, yes, there are entrepreneurship opportunities. Yes, money can be put there. But what is, what's, what's the point of having those um, 
having those that capital whereas you don't even have the skills to run those business that one can start and all that so also um issue of sex came up as one of the challenges that youth um, are facing the issue of homosexuality there were a couple of issues that also came um, self-image issues lack of discipline the materialistic world that we're living in also came up there was a whole lot of um, challenges that young people are facing and hence i was saying the challenges are way much compared to Yes. The opportunities that young yeah. people are having. So the overall picture, yes, as you summarize it so well there, is that, you know, there are a lot more challenges there, there than there are opportunities. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned a whole lot of areas. I mean, and I think this is a real an important word that you're saying to the church. Uh, to the adults, because it's not only to the priests that young people are looking for. You know, you're part of a family, you're part of a of a parish, you're part of a community, and it's the whole community must listen to those challenges that you're mentioning. For example, lack of information uh, can be a situation. You know, recently and frequently, in fact, we have been talking about trafficking, you know, where people are, you know, uh, led away to in foolish plans to, you know, become waitresses or I don't know what, and then they end up in a prostitution situations as slaves. And young people often don't know the, the dangers that are there. But certainly what you put before the church here is that young people are looking, and this is what Christianity is about, they're looking uh, for a holistic response to them. Definitely. You know, it's not just to teach them catechism, which is important, is foundational, of course. Our faith is at the center of everything. But the faith must express itself in all those areas, you know, I mean, to be concerned. So this is a real cry to priests, parish councils, you know, because parish councils can spend their time debating about finance and issues like that, which are important in their own sense. But uh, they're living among young people who are being drawn into drugs, into sexual uh, relationships that are not suitable for them, who are crying out with identity, who don't have opportunities for study and understanding and lack of uh, moral formation. So really, it's a cry from the heart from young people. And I thank you very much for stating it so well. Before we go on, perhaps we should listen now to our second uh, hymn uh, today.